to doing this so about 17 seconds ago I forgot everything that I planned on saying tonight uh, which is fine though, because it's been different every time I've gone over it so uh, I'm going to try not to go too fast I've been sick the past couple days and uh, right now I, f- I feel all jacked up on Mountain Dew so I watched uh, I watched Talladega Nights to inspire me for tonight and uh, so we're ready to rock and roll uh, so uh, we're going we're gonna to talk a little tonight about uh, like performance, if you will. Uh, There's going to be a couple key verses I'm going to uh, talk about. They're, they're pretty popular verses. One, Psalm 46.10 says, uh, Cease striving, know that I am God. And the other is Matthew 11:28 through 30, which deals with the yoke and the burden of Christ. So uh, as a Christian, uh, I've been doing this for a little while now. I try not to be a, a religious person, but I, I do fall into the trap of doing things the same way over and over again, and uh, even, uh, I hate to say judging, but judging people who don't do things the Kyle Hawthorne way, and uh, I know that's stupid, but I also know that every one of you have felt that way too. So, uh, I, I'm a striver, I know that'll make a little more, more sense in a minute when we get to Psalm 46.10, but, uh, you know, I constantly feel like I have to be doing something uh, to make myself more spiritual, if you will, and I, I'll put that in air quotes, uh, because it's all about me. It's what I think is more spiritual. It has nothing to do with the Lord. And so uh, I often find myself being uh, a Christian or spiritual overachiever, if you will, and I try to impress myself or others with, with the way I perform, the way I do things. And uh, there's a great deal of pride and, and just being self-absorbed that goes into that. Can we, can we bring those lights down just a little? A little, please. Uh, I think I'm getting sunburned on my head. Uh, a little more, it's all right, let it go, let it go, uh, anyway, I, it'll cause me to feel a, a great deal of anxiety, I feel like I have to pray a certain length of time, spend a certain amount of time reading the Bible, I feel like I have to say the right words when I pray, especially when I pray out loud, and as a community group leader, I do that quite a bit, and I'm always like, oh, I gotta get the perfect word, the perfect word, uh, justification, yes, that's the perfect word right there. And it just, it, I get caught up in that, and, uh, and, then, and then I'll feel almost guilty that my prayer was weak, or it wasn't strong enough, or, uh, you know, like, ah, gosh, that, that missed right there. God, God didn't really like that. Uh, I'll, I'll lose sleep over it, or, and when I do finally slow down to, to either pray or maybe read, uh, once again, I, I, can't even, I can't even focus because I'm too busy trying to, to slow down, if that makes sense. Uh, and, and for me, it all becomes about performance. Uh, my entire background deals with performance. And then in the business world, it's about performance. And, you know, uh, you're not rewarded unless you perform well. Uh, as, as an athlete, uh, certainly you, you, don't, you don't move forward if you, perform, if you don't perform well. Uh, they don't care one bit about what's going on, on the inside. All they want to know is how you're doing on the outside and how well you're doing uh, as far as numbers or statistics go. And the same in the business world. For, for a lot of you, like me, you, you eat what you kill, and uh, if you're not performing, well, uh, then your, your mother-to-be wife is not buying new paternity clothes. Uh, 
And uh, she just bought a bunch, by the way. So, uh, anyway, and she just told me like an hour before. And so I'm like, what can you say? I can't get mad. I'm about to preach. So, uh, <laughs> so she won. I'll, I'll be at Bass Pro Tuesday night, matching it dollar for dollar. Uh, but, you know, I don't, I don't know if you've ever been in a similar situation, but, uh, you know, I'll have moments when I sit down to pray and, and things are moving along pretty well. Uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, this thought will come over me like, uh, you the uh, you've got to water the plants. You've got to go water the plants right now. And uh, I don't particularly like plants in the yard. I'd rather have nothing. I, I'm, I'm for turf yards. Artificial turf, that is, because, like, when other guys are cutting their grass, like, I'm going fishing. And so, uh, but this overwhelming thought of, like, hey, you got to go water the plants. Like, dear God, I, please, water the plants. Water the plants. And I'm like, I can't even focus, so I just get up and go water the plants. And uh, coming back, like, the dog bowl is empty, so I fill that up with water. Then I realize that they haven't been fed, so I'll feed them, and I just get further and further distracted. Harley's barking at me, so i got to change his bark collar. So, like 15 minutes later, after I've caught him, I, I change that collar, I mean, change the battery. Another 15 minutes goes by, and I've caught him again, and I, and I put the collar back on. And finally, I'm like, okay, now I can go pray the way I want to pray, you know. Uh, so, as I'm walking in the house, here comes the neighbor. He's like, hey, Kyle. And I'm like, hey, neighbor. I, I don't know his name. It's uh, uh, like, what's up, man? And he's like, and I'm like, I just watered the flowers. <laughs> and, uh. You know, he's talking about, like, yard of the month, and I'm like, dude, I really don't care. Uh, I don't even like to cut my grass. Uh, and the whole time, I'm not, not one bit of me is thinking, hey, I need to be poured in this guy's life, loving my neighbors, I love myself. Maybe he's got some wisdom for me. I'm thinking, dude, I got to go pray. Like, I really need you to leave so I can pray. Dear God, get this guy away from me. I got to pray. I'm not able to pray like this. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not doing anything for you, God. And I just get stressed out. Well, finally, finally he leaves. And, and I'm finally going to sit down again in my perfect, in my desk, and I've got the Bible open, I've got my leather-bound journal, because it says journal on the front of it. Uh, and then here comes Ashley, uh, full of groceries. Hey, I invited uh, 62 people over to eat supper tonight. And they're here now. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, all right. Uh, so the whole time they're there, I'm thinking, I can't pray the way I want to pray. These people are, just leave my house. Uh, it's after 9 o'clock. Uh, <laughs> little truth to every joke. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm just so keyed up because I can't get in my element the way I feel like I need to pray to the Lord. I, I can't read. I, I can't perform the way I think I should be performing. And not once am I thinking, hey, you need to shepherd these people. After all, you are an elder at the church. Uh, maybe, get selfish for a minute, maybe they have something to pour into my life, you know, and it becomes so egocentric and so about me and how well I feel like I'm performing for the, for the Lord. Uh, and then they finally leave, and I'm just like, I'm, I'm too tired. I'm like, well, I just, forgive me, God, I, I didn't do anything for you today, you know, and I had all these opportunities to love people, to live out the gospel, but, uh, but me in, in this mentality of I've got to do things a certain religious way, uh, it, it, it just crumbles me down. Uh, now, I hope that sounds familiar to some of you. Some of you have a perfectionist uh, attitude. I, I know I do. I know some of you do. Uh, but I always get worried if, uh, my, if what we're going to talk about is going to resonate with anyone, mean anything to anyone. And uh, 
It's always like, give me a sign, something. And, and what I'm talking about has been confirmed that, that someone needs to hear this because uh, I went to see this awesome movie called Eat, Pray, Love last night. And uh, they talked about it. And then today on K-Love, they talked about the same stuff. So, so it's set. It's, this is for somebody tonight. Uh, J.D. Chandler was, was stealing my sermon on K-Love right there. But anyway, guys, uh, y'all be serious for a second. We're going to look at Psalm 4610, all right? Psalm 4610, uh, a very famous verse. It just says, be still and know that I am God. Uh, and I'm a fan of the New American Standard Version. And it says, cease striving and know that I am God. And if y'all know anything about me, you do know how I like to take the literal meanings of the words and uh, from the Greek or, or, the, or the, the Hebrew, if you will. And, and here, cease striving literally means to let go or relax. And still also means to slacken. And, and if you think about a rope for a second, if a rope is pulled as tight as it can be, it has no slack. It's never in jeopardy of breaking unless it's pulled completely tight. If they're slacking the rope, now, there are exceptions, but if they're slacking the rope, it's not going to break. You're able to use it. It's supple. It can be tied into knots. It can use it to, 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 to bind things, if you will. But if it's tight, all it can be used is to, to pull or to be pulled, and, and that's when it's in jeopardy of breaking. Uh, if you look at the last uh, uh, part of Psalm 4610, uh, it, it's verses 8 through 10. He's going to put it up on, on the screen, but I'm just going to keep talking. Uh, that last paragraph, it, it, it's talking about a literal war, uh, an external war, if you will, um, with the soldiers uh, fighting and battling things out. Uh, and I don't want to be, take too much liberty with this uh, and, and relate this to inner turmoil or an inner war that you may, may be facing, but I talked to some very smart people, uh, and they told me it was okay to do this, that, that maybe it's, this, this does relate. So I'm going to do it. Uh, now, I, I never want to make light of war, but I don't think that in the middle of a battle you're going to have uh, soldiers just kind of kicking up their boots and relaxing, you know. But I do think it can apply to when you're having these mental, emotional turmoils or, or little wars in yourself when you're battling like I would, like trying to be perfect for God. Uh, and that is when we are to, to cease striving and, and to let go and to relax, and it's these moments that, that like, we have no slack in ourselves, that, that we're at, we're on the verge of our breaking point, and, and I know some of you have dealt with that before on a, on a grand scale, or even on a smaller scale, uh, it's something as similar as, as stressing out over praying out loud, and, and your words not sounding right, but, uh, uh, but in, in these moments, like I say, we are to, to, to cease striving, and to stop, that we are not created to be perfect, it is in these moments where, where God the verse comes to life, it says, like, it's in your, in your weakness, my power will be perfected. And uh, the, the example I gave, it, it was worrying about, it was worrying about prayers, or it was worrying about, uh, like, perfect form, if you will, reading my, my Bible, uh, what I felt like was long enough, if that makes sense. Uh, and, and in the example I gave, I just lost sight of loving people and letting go and letting the relationships develop, which we're very good here at this church. Of doing, but we, we still, I think, a lot of times we struggle with, with a perfectionism or a religion, if you will, and a lot of that just comes from growing up in church. I know growing up in Parkview, it's a school. This has kind of been ingrained in me, you know, uh, and, and in trying to, to tackle this, you know, I, I'm still not 100% sure how to do it. I, I do constantly pray about this and seek God for help with this. I, I battled it pretty heavy the past two weeks, just some anxiety, 
uh, has come upon me, and, and it's something I, I've really been trying to pray about, and thankfully able to, to kind of dish over to some of y'all to pray for me, because when you go through these episodes, uh, you, can't, you can't really pray yourself for it, because the whole time you're thinking about it, it just, it just swells up, you know? Uh, but, but I say that only to say that, that I hope you understand tonight when I'm talking, I hope I'm not coming across to say, like, teaching or preaching at you, but, but with you in this regard, because I, I know we've all heard the saying, hey, you know, I, I'm, I'm laughing with you, I'm not laughing at you, when it's generally not true, but uh, I am in this, this point teaching this with you, currently walking through this, uh, guys. Uh, and I, I want to I look at a couple other verses. I didn't tell them about this. These are just kind of short, but uh, Isaiah 30, 15, that, that tells us that uh, in repentance and rest is your salvation. In Psalm 23, very popular, we all know that chapter, uh, it just simply says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides waters of rest. He restores my soul. And I want to point out, in both of those cases, um, it, the rest and the peace comes before the salvation and the restoration. Uh, the letting go, the, the, the cease striving, if you will, or, or the slackening up, that all comes before the restoration. You know, you don't see people uh, just in fits. It, it happens when they calm down and then they're restored. Uh, e- even in 1 Samuel, uh, we had the example of Saul being tormented by the evil spirit. And uh, it wasn't until David came in and he played that harp slowly and softly that he began to find some relief and, and, and be at peace. And that's, by no means is that a, uh, uh, an anti-rock and roll bash. Uh, I, that's not what I'm trying to do. What I'm saying is like it's in that moment of, of stillness, of being quiet, and then the restoration uh, followed. And uh, as I was preparing for this, I was thinking of examples I could give. And uh, I was thinking, and I realize this is probably not the best example, but We've all been in a situation where it's a group of us, whether it's 10, or 2, 10, 15, how many, and we're all just, it's just constant chatter and talking. And then for whatever reason, uh, the conversation just goes back. And, and one person not there is singled out, and they're just getting beat up. And we're not talking about just kind of making fun of somebody. I mean, we started ripping that person apart, and we all do that. And it, it just, it gets so bad, there's someone in the conversation who finally says, you know, we, we, we really need to stop talking about this, this person. This is horrible. We're ripping apart. There, there's no fruit in this conversation. Uh, generally, there's one person who will say, oh, we're just laughing with them. Uh, and then even they shut up, and there's a silence that follows. I always like to just yell out awkward silence to, to try to compensate for it because they kind of bother me. But... Uh, there's always that silence that follows, and in that moment is where, where the rest comes, and then there's the restoration that follows after that. And I don't know how y'all feel about that. I've been in those situations where it really does happen where someone's like, you know, we got to stop. We got to stop. And then the silence comes, and you're kind of like, yeah, like, that was, that was bad. Like, we, uh, forgive me, guys. You know, and then, and then there, there's, your, there's your silence. There's your restoration. And even an example from, from nature if you ever go to the ocean or you swim in rivers and all, you hear people talk about the undertow. We've all heard about the undertow, and, and unfortunately it does take people's lives every year. Uh, 
but you know, what do they what do they tell you growing up? If you're caught in the undertow, if you're pulled under, what do you do? You don't fight it. You you take a deep breath and you relax, and it pushes you up to the top and, and you survive. Uh, but our tendency so often is is to try to fight our own way out and prove that that we performed at a level that was able to pull us out of it instead of just letting go and letting nature just naturally rise us up in that undertow if you will we have to fight it uh and i am tremendously guilty of this uh, of being performance based there there's been a lot of times where i felt you know i'm great praying for people and letting them tell me what their problems are but i'm not going to open up to somebody, you know, like, I don't need it. I can get out of this myself. Uh, and, and my deal is, like, when, when I feel like I am lacking, I just work harder. Uh, uh, I'll stay at work late. I'll get there early. I'll busy myself to make it appear like, like I've, I've done more or worked harder. And in this regard, it, tra- it translates into uh, I'll just get up earlier to pray. I'll just read the Bible longer. I'll just listen to Caleb all day, whatever it may be. Um, that doesn't happen very often. Uh, but uh, ESPN Radio, I mean, come on. But I will, I will find myself trying harder and, and on the outside. And I, I, hopefully I'm not alone on that. I do think that we've all fallen in that trap before. And all it basically means is that I just, I just get super religious. And I'll set times for myself. Uh, and you can talk to Ashley. Like, if I don't do it, I'm mad. And it just turns into, it's all about me. It's this self-focusedness. And I, and I think that uh, we need to let that go, you know. Uh, even, even if you look back at, at the times of uh, Jesus with the Pharisees, you, we've heard it mentioned here several times before just how, uh, how religious they were in, in their rites and their rituals. They were very strict. Uh, there was zero room for, uh, for error with, with the Jews in that day. Uh, they were completely focused on how they performed. Jesus called them out in some instances for praying these insanely long prayers in the street in front of people. Uh, they, you know, we've talked about before, they went so far as they, they wrote tiny little scripture verses uh, on paper, put them in uh, boxes and tied around their foreheads and their forearms. Uh, and if, you don't, if you don't believe that, uh, just go back and read some of the Levitical law. I was looking through some of it today, and, and just to atone for your sins, uh, certain body parts, like when they sacrificed the animal, had to, to come out in a certain order, and certain things had to be done with the, the kidneys and the livers and all. Just, just tremendous burden were placed on these people, uh, all for the sake of trying to look perfect on the outside. Uh, like I said, uh, completely performance-driven. I, I would call it spiritual anxiety. That's a, a a, a term I found looking up some of these words. It's definitely something that, that I've gone through. I, and I, like I said, I think we all do uh, experience that. But at the heart of the matter is we just can't impress God. We can't, we can't tie enough scripture verses on our foreheads or our forearms to, to make him love us more, you know. Uh, if you'll look at uh, Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30 with me, and I do think it'll be up there. Jesus uh, says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in spirit, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I find that tremendously beautiful, just so encouraging. Uh, someone who, 
who likes to overwork, has a tendency to do those things, that, that is as good as gold to me. Uh, the, the New American Standard Version uses the word weary, and the New King James Version actually uses the word labor. And labor actually means uh, to grow weary, tired, exhausted with toil, toil or, or burdens or grief. And, uh, you know, if you take that out and you say, come to me, come to me all who are grieved. Then Jesus moves on to the word, uh, the words heavy laden. We all know what heavy means, but uh, here, here's where uh, the word laden actually means to overburden with spiritual anxiety. These people in this day, they were tremendously, tremendously overweighed with the things they had to do in order to get close to God. There was no just love God and allow God to love me. It was what can I do to prove my worth to God. Uh, it was all external, like I said, performance-driven. I don't think I can define spiritual anxiety, but, but I know it when I see it. Uh, the Supreme Court of the United States has a, a few terms that they refuse to define. They just say, uh, I know it when I see it. And uh, that's kind of what your laws are built on a lot of things in this country. So it's good enough for them, guys. It's good enough for us. Uh, I, I, <laughs> but these people were tremendously overburdened with spiritual anxiety. And I don't know if Jesus actually said the word spiritual anxiety, but whatever he said to them, he knew, they knew exactly what he meant. Uh, they were tremendously prideful, in my opinion, because I feel like that's how we get when we overburden ourselves with that, because we force it to be all about ourselves. Uh, if you, The word burden is just simply a task or a service, but then, then we have the yoke, what we want to talk about for a few minutes, when Jesus says that, he says that, uh, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I don't know if y'all were around, all of you around, do you remember when Josh brought that yoke up here? But essentially what that is, it's a very large piece of wood that had a big hole cut out in it that, they, that an ox stuck his head through. And it came down across his shoulders, and that's what he pushed against to move the, whatever the farm implements were. Generally, it was a uh, plow. And so uh, what you had is you had ropes or you had leather straps tied from the edge of that yoke that went back to the plow, okay? And in doing a little research for this, uh, I found some interesting stuff about the yoke here. Uh, at, at the time of Jesus, a yoke maker, there's some legend out there that they were carpenters and that Jesus was the best yoke maker. Uh, couldn't find that in the Bible, but we'll just kind of play along with that, all right? Uh, that these, this ox would be brought to the yoke maker, or he would go to the ox, and he would measure this ox out. And he would go back and he would fabricate this, this yoke. From there, once it was finished, he would bring it back to the ox, or the ox would come to him, and they would, they would put it on the ox, and then they would do a final inspection, and they made sure it fit perfectly. If it looked like it was going to chafe or be too much of a burden on one side, they sanded it down, they cut pieces out. Essentially, every yoke was custom-made for every ox that, that, that bore that yoke. And uh, I got to thinking, like, what a, what a great parallel that is of Jesus being our, our custom yoke maker. Never, never does he say, hey, come to me and there will be no yoke. There, there, will, there will be no burden. He says that, that mine are light and easy. Uh, and essentially what he's telling us there is, is hey, I, I know you. I know what you can take. I know what you can pull. Here it is. Here is my yoke and my burden. They are easy and they are light. Uh, we, we can strive all we want. You know, we can... We can dig our own holes. Uh, we, we can try to please God in, in all the ways we want to. Uh, 
but the bottom line is, is, is there's no fruit from that, and that's so self-absorbed and self-focused. We, we are not the custom yoke makers that Jesus, that Jesus is. Uh, he created us. He knows exactly what we're capable of handling. Uh, two, two commandments, essentially, if you will, two burdens that he has given us, and it is to love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and spirit, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, clearly what I lost sight of in my example earlier that, um, you know, we can burden ourselves down uh, with all the stress we want to, all the things we can't control, uh, but, but the bottom line is that Jesus ha- has given us the two commandments that are easy and light. You love me, you love your neighbor as yourself. And then the question comes, well, well how do I do that? I, I, I mean, I, I just can't do that. I'm having a hard time loving someone. Uh, there, there's someone in my community group that I can't stand. There's someone who sits next to me at work that I absolutely just annoys me to death. I, I literally do not love these people. Well, that is that is the weakness that 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 where that is where Jesus' power is perfected in our weakness. I should say right there. It's that we have these the two yokes, the two burdens, if you will, and where we're not perfect at it. Well, then that's when we have Him to perfect His power in us. Uh, you know, uh, Paul tells us that uh, nothing can separate us uh, from, from the love of God. Uh, and he says that, for I am persuaded that, that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. In the same token, guys, there's nothing that we can do to impress God to make him love us more. Uh, I have a child on the way, and uh, there's really, like, nothing I don't think that kid could do to, to, to make me to love, love him more, you know. Uh, I, I, I'm not expecting him to do anything. I'm not expecting him to be perfect, him or her, I should say. We'll find out quickly. But, um, and I just, uh, I, I just want to impress that upon us that, Never can you impress God. Never can you pray longer to get more love from God. That, that God has created us and, and he just loves us throughout it all. There is no impressing the Lord. And uh, Guys, uh, I think there's a reason I went last uh, of this relay race of the elders with you, Will, because the anchor leg is always the fastest and I'm uh, pretty much done here. Um, it's been about 20 minutes. I timed it. So uh, that's good. But, but the band can come on up, guys, and they're gonna, uh, I'm going to pray over us here, and they're going to play a few more songs, and uh, we'll come up and say the blessing, and, and we'll be ready to go. Uh, but yeah, the band can come up. They look like they don't want to. So, um. Lord, I just thank you for, uh, for the love that you've shown us, Lord, and, uh, and the community that you've blessed us with. God, just so thankful for these guys that have... Uh, Met, met here tonight, Lord, and I just thank you for the love that you have bestowed upon us, Lord, how we can uh, we can never do anything to separate ourselves from you, Lord, and we can, can never do anything, God, to to have you love us more, Father. We're just so thankful that, that, that you loved us the way you've loved us, and that you are the example for us to love each other unconditionally, Lord, and we just uh, want to praise you for, for what you've done, God, and just ask you just to be with us this week, Father, and we just pray all this in Jesus' name. Thank you.